Uh, listen, I need to. You and I need to have a talk, Damon. Oh yeah, what's up? Yeah. Um, I, 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 I just want you to know that I've turned over a new leaf in the new year. I've decided to become a better man, a better husband, a better son, and a better friend. So, what I'm about to say is, is, is me making progress on those things. Okay. Because I know that you love your woman. Conchella, I can't pronounce her name. How do you say it? Jesus Christ. Cashel. Cashel. Okay. <laughs> Cashel. I know you love her to death, man. She's a great woman. She treats you fine. See, the old me would be pissed off. And you know why? Because she's a psychiatrist who can't prescribe drugs. And you didn't consult me on that. Because you know I need drugs from time to time. And I'm not going to be selfish anymore and say that you need to talk to me before you start dating people. Now, I hope that you and uh, her, Cashel, go the distance and you die together. You know, well, not together. That means you're in a car wreck or something. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, one, you know, one and then the other. You know, but you're still together. You know, not at the same time. Cause that's just that's just morbid and grim. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So. I'm going to say I'm going to allow you from now on to make your own decisions and you don't have to consult me. That's me being a better friend to you. Thank you so much. I I know, right? Isn't that big of me? You sacrifice so much. I know I do. And I I say to myself, self, you are the humblest, most sacrificing person you know. I don't know anyone that does more. I don't know anyone that does more. I don't either, and I thank you for that. I, I I know I do so much, and it just it's just it just get appreciated sometimes. You know, I, I don't understand. I, I but but I I am going to trust you to make these decisions. Okay. Well, thank you, thank you All so right. very much. Right. I'll, I will try not to disappoint you. Uh, it's not a matter of disappointing me. You have to you have to not disappoint yourself. See, I'm learning. I'm learning. Wow. It's not about me. It's about wow. you. Okay, and your life. <laughs> that's that's what they call growth right there. I, thank you. <laughs> God. So many people can't understand that. This is this is maturity here. Jesus Christ, I'm maturing oh. Right before your eyes, I'm coming out of that coming out of that damn chrysalis. You know, it went in as a little larvae, a little little thing, and I came out of the chrysalis. I'm a full fledged butterfly of a man. You know, I'm a man oh now. God. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Well, and, folks, if you haven't guessed, this is uh, Black Nerd Radio. I'm Damon. That uh, ridiculous one is Marcel. We are and all that was improv, baby. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So we had a pretty long hiatus, but we are back. And uh, yeah, peak season was uh, rough as usual, but it is over. And uh, now they're, you know, they, they spend all this money on overtime. Now they do their typical thing of, well, we got to cut back. We can't, you know, they're trying to micromanage everybody. Management has to justify their jobs. So on with the micromanaging for about a month or two. And by March, we'll be, you know, back to normal. Yes. Yes, you will. 
So I haven't spoken to you like face to face. Well, I haven't spoken to you face to face in like I don't know a year. But uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Since my first, since, since yeah. my fiftieth. Yeah, Jesus Christ, that's been a while, dude. That's been like six months. Yeah. So, uh, how was your Christmas? <laughs> well, uh, let's let's do this. Um, as you know, my my grandmother died. Uh, right. uh, August sixteenth, ninety six. You know, she had a long, illustrious, fantastic life. Love her to death. Miss her every day. But, you know, it's I'm not emotionally demolished by her passing because she because, was yeah, she's 96. Yeah. It's like, yeah, what does she die of? Oh, motorcycle accident. Yeah. <laughs> and, she, and she was she was 53. I mean, you know, then, then you can go like, oh, my God, why? You know, she, she's 96. And her kids including my my father are having a real hard time dealing with this really and, yeah and i am i had a moment where i hadn't slept for like four or five days often i mean literally like an hour or two because of the pain and all that and i just flipped out and i i laid in the, my mother and my dad about everything the inheritance that we were supposed to get about Derek, you know my brother and just everything the only thing that my brain was smart enough to keep back was how i feel about how they're acting over a 96 year old woman dying yeah that would be, that would have been a yeah i get yeah. it but yeah i yeah. know yeah i, I, I know mean, you understand what i'm talking about cuz i right. was i i'm ready to lay into all of them like look you know you, it's not you, sudden no fantastic run thank you she, I know she's you she's her. lived she's lived longer than most people right the, the, you know you know people usually don't make it to 80 right. people usually don't make it to 75 i know that's the thing and that's yeah. most people yeah that's like 95 percent of society doesn't make it past that for whatever reason and you know my dad had her for 70 seven years 78 years yeah. in his life almost 80 years he had her i think it might be 80 years he might have had her in her latest life for 80 years and the youngest which is my aunt sandra had her for 70 years and i'm like to me you don't get to act like 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 you're 20 years old and 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 and, 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 and your mother was 40 and she died right. you don't get to act like that 70 years, 80 years, it's like, calm down. You know, I know you're sad. I know you, I know you are. I get it. But to me, I, I think you're, 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 you're doing her memory a disservice by acting like this. You know, all, they're all depressed. They don't talk to nobody. You know, the family's torn apart now in a lot of ways. And I, me and my brother knew this was coming. You know, she was the only thing holding a lot of it together, you know, uh, and then when she passed, we like we had Thanksgiving at her house and everybody was just grim and somber. And I'm trying to make jokes and nobody wants to you know, smile and really laugh. And I'm like, God damn it, guys. Grow up. Jesus yeah. Christ. Grow the fuck up. 80 totally. years, 70 years. You had a better run than most of them. And plus, y'all didn't even fight her. You didn't even have moments of dislike with her mm -hmm. for 80 years so give me a break and and you know one of my aunts is just batshit white people crazy she has now cut my mother off she's cut everybody off she doesn't talk to nobody now 
and you know she's 76 or 77 years old and i'm and and i'm like wondering with the question you know you know my, my mind usually goes to things that most people don't but i'm sitting there thinking to myself um you know how can this woman be that old and cut everybody off and live by herself i'm terrified that we're going to find that somebody's going to check in on her and she's going to be in dead for like a week you know, oh yeah, you know what I mean. That's that's right, my yeah. concern, and I hope her, her my cousin checks in with her every day because that could easily happen because she don't talk to nobody. You know, um, I, it's just it was just a shitty time, and I knew it would be. Um, you know, they had a party at the house, and you know, no one invited me, which I don't really care about one way or another. They just all swore they we we called you guys like no 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 you really didn't, and I don't I don't I don't care. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. want to leave the house anyway. I don't care. I don't want to be around you guys right now because I have a loving, happy memory of my grandmother, and I don't need you guys to, you know, bring yeah. me down and make this shit worse than a ninety-six-year-old woman with a with 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 a dead that's had a dead liver in her. Basically, a dead liver for thirty years, forty years. I mean, she had Hep B, and her oh, liver wow. basically yeah, her liver, her liver was basically gone. And it's like, I, I, come on, uh, give me a break. So it was, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty, pretty shitty. But you know, it, it just it brought out a lot in the family that I that I always knew was there, but they acted like it wasn't. You know, they all acted like um, you know we were this tight, cohesive unit. Oh, yeah, that's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> no, right? No, we're not. We are no different than anybody else. Every family has dysfunction. Every family's got white people, crazy people, even white people. <laughs> and uh, uh, for people who don't know, oh ex- right, I'm sorry, I forgot. You're right. I know where you're going. You're right. I apologize, people. No. I didn't mean to interrupt Damon, but he's going to say, for those of you who don't know what white people crazy is, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's it's a term I've used for probably fifteen. 15, 20 years now since my uh, my brother um, who's bipolar, schizophrenic. Um, because black people always have a relative that we consider crazy. You know, like all oh, Tyrone, he's just crazy. That just means he's usually loud, he's obnoxious, he's different, he's the black sheep. You know, or just undiagnosed <laughs> and I, never right. And white people that, crazy is diagnosed. You know right. exactly what it is. He's been diagnosed, they've been medicated, they've been jailed, they've been taken off by the police. I mean, it's the whole nine, you know, it's like that's when when you say white people crazy, it's like every time I've mentioned that in the real world talking to people, the first thing to do is like, well, that kind of sounds racist. And then when I explain it, they go, oh, that makes perfect Yeah, just sense. clinically, clinically crazy. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just clinically, <laughs> but I just put white people in there because white people are the ones that get their people diagnosed. Black folks just like, ah, put them in the back. <laughs> yeah, just, just Tyrone back. Tyrone fine. He fine. You know, he all right. You know. Walk it off. Walk it off. Yeah, rub some dirt, in Tyrone. You'll be all right. Yeah, but the aliens are here, Tyrone. You know there are no aliens now, boy. You gotta kind of let that go. And, and, you you know, got no I, trouble I, dealing with your crazy ass. Sit down. Yeah, exactly. That's basically what it. <laughs> that is what it is, dude. I mean, black folks uh, don't don't deal with 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 therapy or craziness. Oh, and you're gonna hear my cat. She's in heat. So. Oh Jesus! Um, she's been heat for this. Like this bitch. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's bad this time, boy. She is not calmed down at all. Uh, but 
yeah, it's 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 we don't deal with that very well. Um, like my grandmother and my dad fought the uh, the diagnosis of my little my brother for years. They thought he was just going through a phase, and you know, I I knew immediately something was wrong with his brain. You know, with a few things that he did, it's like now this is not normal behavior. You know, like I told you, I may have not said it on the podcast, but he tried to kill me once. Oh no! I don't know I if I ever—I don't even know if I told you that. Yeah, he tried I don't, to kill me. I don't think I've ever heard that. Yeah, he tried to kill me. He—he uh, he went out one night in one of his uh, crazy, crazy, crazy moods, and he loosened all of the lug nuts on my tires. All of all four tires, all the lug Holy nuts. Holy shit! Yeah, and I'm driving around, and I did what uh, what a black man does when he ain't got no money. I did a did a vacation in a hotel. You know, I just rolled down to Gresham, got in the hotel, and just got away from everybody. Usually, I went to um, Salem, but I was dating Stephanie, so I didn't want to go that far away. And uh, Stephanie came by the hotel, and she had to go to work. And she's like, ah, fuck, my car's not working. Or I can't remember if she had a car or whatever. I was like, I'll take my car. And she was driving, and the car started shaking, and the wheels almost fell off. And she went to, I think she went to a gas station, and they realized the lug nuts had been uh, loosened. And I'm like, I went back home and just flipped out. And I'm like, man, this son of a bitch motherfucker tried to kill me. He uh, loosened all of my lug nuts in a, in a, in a psychotic fugue. He loosened all of them. And, wow. Yeah, for no reason at all. He loosened them all. And I'm like, this is the sign of someone who's completely insane. And it took it took a few more incidents before my grandmother finally went, you know, I think you're right, boy. I think he is crazy. I was like, yeah, he is. His his brain is not firing correctly. He's fine now because he's been medicated for the last, like, I believe, like almost 10 years now. No incidences, no nothing. You know, he's got he's got his medication. He's doing fantastic. So much better than he once was. You know, he's the reason why I, why I smashed through a stove. You know, I mean, I destroyed the stove. Almost lost my two fing- my, my pinky and my ring finger on my right hand doing it. Um, and my mom was like, "Why'd you do that?" I was like, "You either smash the stove or I was gonna smash your middle child." It was one of the two, you know. So <laughs> some something was getting hurt at, in that moment in time, and it turned out the stove had to pay the price. Jesus and, Christ! Yeah, and it was just like that. And then, um, and then we go for uh, then we go to a. My mom decided she wanted to go to a. Um, uh, the Benson, and she swore the Benson Hotel was closing. It wasn't. A certain section of the Benson Hotel was shutting down, and I didn't know my my grandfather, her father, uh, was a chef there for a long time. You know, during his life, and then I didn't know that, so we get there, and my aunt brings two Japanese girls there, not geishas, not whores, just Japanese girls that he she that are students. She she's one of them. People that takes international people into their house, into their house, you know, when they're going to school here. So, okay, yeah, I just want to make clear before you make any jokes. They're, I wasn't gonna not, make any jokes. They're not, no, they're not no geishas motherfuckers coming in. You know, it's, it's, just, it's usually you doing that. <laughs> I was just listening. All right, fine. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to reflect it onto you. But I, you're right. <laughs> Fucker. You're right. And, and so she brings them. And, you know, I'm talking to one of them, you know, who's got this little boyish haircut and I'm talking to her and we're talking about the vending machines in Japan. And she says, um, yeah, we got vending machines. And I was like, what do you guys serve? And my cousin who's been there said, guess what? They serve malt liquor and vending machines over there. And I'm like, no, they don't. He's like, yeah, they do. 
they also serve they also have new ports in there it's like no they don't and i looked at her i said how many black people are in, in japan she's like oh not that many and i'm like what about mixed black people yeah, there are a few do you know any of them well, not really and then I couldn't stop laughing at that point because when you think of malt liquor in Newport, you think of black folks. It's just just the way it is. And then he's talking about how they had Hennessy in there too. And I'm almost pissing myself laughing. And my aunt decides that I'm not being nice enough to the girl. So she switches places with the other girl and sits right in front of me, monitoring my conversation. Now I'm 50 plus years old and I'm looking at my aunt like, you know, I'm old enough to cuss you the fuck out right now. But I'm not going to, because that would make my mother angry that I cussed out her sister. So mm-hmm. I'm going to let this shit slide. And then she starts talking to me about, well, I don't think she can handle your personality, Marcel. You're kind of, uh, you know, outgoing and she's quiet. Outgoing? She's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck you. And she's like, you know, Japan is, they don't have those racial problems. And I'm like, and I, I said out loud, I said, uh, it's called Germany, Italy, Japan. Trice is the power. Why don't you read up on World War II, Bobby? And she was hot after that point. <laughs> and, and I'm like, and I and I said, I said, even the brothels over there don't 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 service people that aren't Japanese. Don't tell me about no racism in Japan. I don't want to hear that bullshit. And so now things are getting a little, little hectic. And then she's starting to, you know, beat around the bush some more. I was like, look, if you got something to say to me about how you think I'm acting, then you need to damn well spit it out. She said, well, stop being rude. And I'm like, now, did that hurt you to say that? No. I said, well, all right, then. And then Stephanie, Stefan, my cousin who speaks, I think he speaks Japanese, but he kept talking to her and asking her if she was okay talking to me, you know, because I can be much, you know, sometimes. I hate to admit it, but I can be much when you first meet. Hey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can be a little much, you know, and if you're not prepared. You know, like every single one of my friends, when they introduce me to a girlfriend or their boyfriend or something, they're like, look, he's a little different. <laughs> he may ask you something inappropriate, <laughs> but he's not mean. He's just like, get a rise. And sometimes he just likes to ask for information and he just doesn't know when, how to ask it. So he'll just ask you. So be ready. <laughs> I'm sure Heather <laughs> prepped you when, when you first met me. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I, believe I know so. she did. I know she did. She prepped you before you met me. I'm that guy. And <laughs> Stefan kept talking to her. She's like, I'm fine. I don't know what Bobby's flipping out for. And so my other cousin doesn't show up. I'm like, well, why not? And my mother gets this weird look in her eyes. And she tells me later that my aunt did something to him. And it was so bad, she won't tell me. And Ooh. I've been, yeah, I've been sending messages to my cousin. He's not answering. So whatever she did, it's not good. Because my mother was like, it's... Because my mother always takes her sister's side, no matter what. You know, that's her sister, even over her son. You know, she'll she'll try to walk the line, but usually she falls on the side of her sister, which I don't care about, but that's usually what she does. And... But she didn't fall on her sister's side this time. She's like, she did something pretty bad. And I think... He's an adult... Yeah, well, he, he's living with his mother because he had a massive, massive heart attack where I think all, I think three of the four chambers, uh, vessels that go into the chambers were blocked off. Oh, geez. It was like a triple or quadruple bypass. I mean, he, he wasn't supposed to live through that shit. Is he really unhealthy? 
Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a, oh. he was an al- he's been an alcoholic for years. He's been a two two to three pack a day smoker since he was like thirteen years old. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But if you ever met his aunt, you would know why. His mother, you would know why. Um, <laughs> You're like, oh, this is why you drink and smoke. Yeah, pretty much. And <laughs> and then when I saw him at the uh, the last time I saw him was at my grandmother's funeral, and he and he told me he said, yeah, they give me about a ten year window to live with this, you know, because he said my heart's gonna go out again. I said, you okay with that? And he's like. I ain't got no choice but to be okay with it, man. You know, he said, I got no choice. And he lives with her because, you know, he can't do anything else. You know, he can't work. So when he comes back, he's estranged from his baby, baby's mother. Uh, she's got two of his kids. She lives back East. And uh, he wanted my, my, he wanted his mother to take down the pictures of the baby's mother. You know, because, you know, keep the kids up, obviously, but take her picture down, you know, because you want to see it every day. She told him, no, it's my house. I'll put whatever picture I want up, no matter how you feel about her. And I'm like, why? What's the point of being like that callous? Thank you. That's my was my question to my mother. Why would you do that? It's not that big of a deal. He's not saying take the pictures of the babies down. And this woman, you have no contact with her anymore. What do you care for pictures up in the house? And. You know, she's a Trump supporter. She only watches Fox News. Okay, you can. Okay. All right. Yeah. I got it. I got it. There you go. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. And he has to put up with that shit all the time, too. So the point is, putting up with all of that, she did something else <laughs> that was worse than even my mother. Was like, yeah, this is not good. I can't imagine what she did to him or what she said to him. But I've known my aunt, like I said, my whole life, and I, I can't even guess. I can, but I, that woman's that woman is, is is the prototypical definition. And I know people throw this term out a lot, especially since Trump went into office. But everybody throws out the term narcissist. You know, they throw yeah. that out there to everybody, but they don't know what one is. She is one. You know, this is not hyperbole. She is one, and. I don't know what she did, but she did something, and that made that made that particular holiday even worse because I have a hard time talking to her, you know, because I just don't like her. So we're so we're trying to handle that, and you know, just just things are starting to just fall apart. You know, my aunt had her seventieth birthday, and you know, she's not doing well with being getting getting old. You know, she's seventy, right, and. You know, my 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 uncle's dealing with his his son who's got like four hundred and five kids. And, you know, I'm talking to my cousin. Uh she's like nineteen now. And, you know, we're talking about her her dating life and all that stuff at the at Thanksgiving and you know, and she seems to have a good head on her shoulders, you know, when it comes to that stuff. I mean, she didn't say I want a man who makes, you know, at least two hundred K. She's not one of them girls. She knows that that's way too much money and that Chances of her finding a dude like out of slim to none. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, she's like, well, you know, the competition is fierce if she's looking for that dude. Well, that's, that's the thing. And, and, you know, and that's, that's, that's what I've noticed that you and I both know that the competition is, is, is unreal. You know, that these women who want these dudes, they have to be damn near perfect if they're going to land a dude like that. But right. for some reason, they don't think they have to be. Which is which just boggles my mind. It's like, wait, so you think this guy's gonna pick you and you've been run through by four hundred dudes and got 
three kids by three different dudes and why would you think he wants you? Why? Why? Yeah, well, some women are delusional. Some dudes are delusional too. I mean, uh, I um, now I'm not, you know, I'm not going to throw anybody's name out there, but I I know a couple of people that, uh, well, you don't know them because people uh, I work with. Mm-hmm. Well, not directly, but I know who they are. Anyway, <laughs> they, um, they, they, you know, they have mail order wives, or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. or 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 you know, or they're entertaining that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, these guys have well, they have like. Now it's so funny. Well, we we kind of talk about this time you know here now and again uh about like women men social circles right but some of the some of these guys want women that are totally like old-fashioned and mm-hmm. and i get it i would like a you know i would you know i'm glad that Michelle's a good cook but i like someone that can cook and they can clean because i'm willing to do that right i just exactly. don't wanna, i just don't want to be the only one doing it i know i was in a marriage where i was primarily the only one doing i'd say 80 percent of the cleaning and that shit wears on you yes it does (laughs) and um uh so i get that part but they want like subservient and they have these extreme high uh standards and you see the guy who has these high standards you're like get the fuck out of here right uh the only way they're going to get a woman that they want that looks like they want is someone who needs or really wants to get in this country and they're willing to, you know, date below <laughs> their, their expectations to, to get here. And you know, some of these guys know the deal, mm-hmm. uh, know, you know, they could possibly lose their wife when they, when she gets up, becomes a citizen. Right. Some, some, some actually think, you know, you know, they're doing you know her the favor because he's so awesome. Uh, I've seen both, and it's 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 sad. But usually those guys couldn't get laid anyway, right? But a lot of the times, I think it's it's more or less the you know just like they're not gonna these women aren't gonna find these guys some of these guys aren't gonna find women that are like they'll do that and i mean and i'm just speaking for personal before anyone wants to complain or call in i'm kind of speaking from personal experience it is i you know before i met cashel i was i was all i was out there and uh pickens is slim i mean it's funny guys like me uh i i, I had a better I had better um the bar is so low once you get to be a certain age it's like shooting fish in a barrel damn near I mean it's I mean it's cuz I I think I said this before in a, in a, a, a earlier podcast I would come into like when you look at all these online dating you know, you have like a list of what they are expecting or what they want and I would see it time and time and time again uh, must have, you know, certain levels, and they, they list what their expectations for certain levels of hygiene. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, as hygiene, I know 
It's just insane to me. I mean, you, you you're gonna show up, not with your one. I I don't get it. If someone has to talk to you about your hygiene, it's a problem, especially if you're an adult. If you're a kid, it's just what kids do. Kids are right. gross. But if you're like a forty plus year old man, and someone has to has to put that in there, that means it's a it's a problem and it's a reoccurring one. And I remember I went on a, I went on a date and I was like I saw that you said must have you know their own car and a job, which is understandable. Yeah, the bare um, bare minimum, right? Bare minimums. But she put in bold letters: must be very clean, must be high, you know, uh, very hygienic. I was like. I was, you know, on this date, I was, I said to her, I was like, is that, I was like, you're, you're not the only one. I would think it was weird if I only saw, if I saw that, but I would just be on my months of dating. I've seen it time and time again. Is it really a problem? And she's like, you'd be surprised. Yeah, it's a problem. And she's like, she told me about the time she went on a date and the guy and skip taking a shower and met her right after leaving the gym. So he had, he had, he wasn't all sweaty when he showed up, but he hadn't showered and he worked out. And, and that, and that's a first date. You want to present yourself that way. And, and then she's like, he wanted to like, you know, well, the date was, the conversation was going great. So I kind of forgave it thinking, well, maybe it was just a one-off thing. And he wanted to like, get like, you know, get close and get a kiss at the end of the mm-hmm. night. She's like, Mm-mm. "Why would you even want to?" You know, you're not. You stink. It's just like a, it's crazy to me. So, mm. I mean, the, the, if these some of these, you know, some of these women have these high expectations and they're delusional, but uh, some of them have a reason to be because some of these dudes out here are just fucking gross. I'm I'm I totally understand what you're saying. Like sometimes I've listened to Andrew Tate and some of these other people talk. Andrew Tate, like, he's a kind of a piece of shit. Well, I, mean, I think he's well, I think he's proven. a sex trafficker. I think he's a sex trafficker. I think. Oh that's, yeah, well, I really believe that's what he's doing. I, so does so so does the Romanian police. <laughs> yeah, I, I I've always thought that the way he talks about women and and, and and how he all of a sudden got all his money. It's like, dude, I'm starting to wonder if you're trafficking women. But it is what it is. It's just the way that he talks that encourages dudes to believe that they all every dude deserves a 10 every dude deserves a woman to cook for him clean for him blow him every five minutes when he wants it you know and 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 and, and stand three feet behind him as he's walking and it's like dude that's not ever going to happen for you it's like it's like trying to tell, it's like Kevin Samuels tried to tell women to accept an average man. 50, 50K a year, 40K a year, and be happy. Well, the, the reverse can be the, told to these dudes as well. You need to accept the fact that you're not going to ever land a 9 or a 10. You need to be happy with a, with a 3 or a 4 and be happy. But don't tell me that there are no women out there that want you. Don't ever tell me that. The women that you want don't want you. But there right. are women that want you that you just don't want. So don't tell me there are no women out there. There are. Right. You just don't want them. And just like with these women who say there ain't no good men out there, bullshit. Yeah, that's bullshit. They're there. You just don't want them. Or, you know, like some girls that I know, some women I know. I say girls, but they're, they're grown women. Um, Some, like, have this. 
well, oh God, this is gonna sound this is gonna sound bad, but fuck it. Some women that I know have the expectation that when they were in their twenties and thirties, and they're looking at guys of that caliber when they could get a guy that caliber. Now they're in their forties and fifties, and they're like, I can't find any guys. It's like, well, you're looking at guys you have zero chance with. And uh, you need to lower that bar a little bit. No, unless it's, uh, you know, it's the, obviously there's exceptions. Hell, I dated a woman 20 years my senior for seven years. So there's definitely exceptions. Mm-hmm. But most men are not going to, other than a fling, they're not going, they're not trying to have a Find relationship. Any, any gilfs? Find any gilfs or, or or a chick that has been run through, right. raised hell all through her twenties and thirties, and now she wants to settle down. He's not trying to do that, and you, you know, like you said before, you got two, three kids. You you gotta you have to adjust, right? Otherwise, you just will just just like Kevin Samuel said, you you better get a a dog or a cat that you really love because that's what your mate's gonna be. If you don't change up uh, or or accept that things have changed, your stock has dropped. That yeah. goes for men too. That goes for and, men too. Right. But and they, and they can't understand that. You're right. You're right. They can't understand that. You know, they they think they're just as they think they're just as marketable at 45 as they were at 22. It's not how it works. Nope. A dude will always take a 22 <clears throat> year old, you know, over a 45 year old if everything is equal. You know, right. if she, you just will because you just the forty five year old just has so much. I've always somebody used to ask me once, uh, you know, why I always dated younger women, and I and I my response was, the older a woman gets, the more life kicks them in the teeth. <laughs> and I don't want both of us to be angry. You know. Well, see, I you know I, what I mean. I'm already. I, I totally ha- get you mean. Yeah. And I already have um, anger issues, and I don't need enough, uh, my my partner to have the same issues I do because life has kicked her in the teeth one time too many. You know, but, I don't you know that, that. I don't know that doesn't. It's weird. I've Kishel is the actually she's the first time I've dated anybody significantly younger than me. She's like eleven years younger than you, ten years younger than you, something. Like yeah, she's yeah, yeah. She's just just over just under eleven years younger. Yeah, and um. You know, like before that, it was Heather who was only four years younger than me. Usually, it's the person who was around my age or right. older or older. Yeah. And um, so, um, but you know, we're both. I mean, she's you know, she's she's forty, so it's it's not like uh, she's a kid. I mean, she's lived a life. She's seen some shit. She's done some shit, but. Um, I don't, uh, you know, I don't, I never had that issue as far as, uh, I, I don't know. I like someone that's lived a little. I don't mind. I don't mind. Uh, you know, obviously, I, I didn't mind because when I was, you know, when I met my ex, Claire, she was, like I said, she's 20 years my senior. I met her on my 29th birthday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here, here's, here, maybe I'll put a, a fine point on, on, on my thing. Um, I've always put black women at the top of the list, although I've dated everything, but I've always put black women at the top of the list for who I like to date. And and I'll, mm-hmm. and I'll be honest, uh, 
the older a black woman gets, the angrier she gets. Let's just be real. They're just getting mad, angry and angrier with each passing year. And I can never figure out why, but they usually do. So that's part of where my mindset came uh, from. You know, does that make more sense? That makes more sense. You know, yes. You yeah, there you go. The older they get, the angrier they get. And it's like at a certain point, it's like I don't want to be fighting with you all day, every day over nothing. You know what I mean? They don't, mm -hmm. a lot of them don't know when to pick their battles. This isn't everything is a fight. Everything is a fight. You know, you're on your phone too long and it's like, what, what, what you doing? Who is you? What bitch you to? It's like, look, I, I'm not doing this right now. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not going to fight you to show you that I love you. Go sit your punk ass down somewhere. Or I'm going to hip toss you across this room, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> You know, always goes to violence with you. Well, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, I, I try not to, but but he, you know, some of the things what you gotta do, you gotta start smacking these bitches. <laughs> you know, I mean, listen, oh, it's, it's like it's like it's like social media. I think made everybody's expectations too too unrealistic because before you realized what was happening in the world. Well, you didn't know what was happening out there. You didn't know all of these dudes out here doing this, doing that, or all these girls doing this, doing that, because you only had to pick from your local, from the, from your local city. Cause that's what was around, you know? And these girls didn't know that there were guys out there making 150, 200, $300,000 a year. So they married, you know, the supervisor at Rite Aid and spent their years happy. But now they think that's eh, not good enough for me. I deserve, which I've always, I've argued with so many women about this. I was like, how dare you sit here and tell me that you deserve something? Yeah. And they get so mad. I'm like, you don't deserve nothing but the right to be, to, 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 to survive, to be alive. Nobody can take that from you. You deserve the right to be, you know, to be not somebody's slave. You deserve the right not to be raped, but to but to land a man who makes this amount of money so he can take care of you like your daddy was supposed to or did. That's not deserving. You no one deserves that. That's just happenstance. You know, you don't deserve to spend somebody else's money. And so many women now, from what I've seen, feel like they deserve to spend Drake's money. Or futures money. That's my money too. You don't even know the man. <laughs> and so he's like, yeah, I want a man that can buy me all this stuff. Why? You don't have it now. What are you talking about? But they see these girls that do, so they think, well, why can't it be me? When before social media hit, did nobody really know all that stuff? And it's just it's it's like Bill Burr said, we need to shut down the internet. We need to just turn it off. You know, and go back to go back to 1993 and just live our lives that way. You know, because the internet is too much for society to handle. It's just, it's just too much, dude. We, we can't, we can't deal with it. And, and, and even though he said that, I, I agree, but I disagree. I think that the internet is still young. It really is. It's still really young. It's like this version of it is what 10 years old. Yeah, maybe eight, nine years old, something like that. It's not old enough to really where there's like you know a generation or two gap from the time it became super popular to now i mean people still remember myspace for god's sake you know and it's like you people need to understand that that's not the real world 
what you're seeing. Some of these influencers take pictures in front of other people's stuff. That's not her stuff. That's not his stuff. You know, I mean, it's like it's like it's like I was telling Stephanie, reality TV is anything but the only reality show that was absolutely real, and it's been proven that it's real. The only one was the first season of MTV Real World. Yeah, I've always I've often said that, and that was just more of an opinion. I didn't have anything to factually back it up, but it, it you know there was that was kind of what kicked everything off. It was such yeah. a you know, but that's that was seemed very real. It was, like, and then I, everything, even later episodes, even later seasons of Real World felt scripted. Yeah, but though that first season was raw shit, because it was. Everybody yeah. has said they did not script, they did not interfere, they just put the cameras on and said, "Go, just be yourselves." And you got what what was oh you got real interactions with real people doing real things. Everything you saw was organic, mm-hmm. or absolutely organic. And I thought it was brilliant TV. But everybody thinks you could do better if you script it. And I'm like, nah, necessarily. Mm-hmm. I would rather just watch people. If I knew it was unscripted and organic, I'd watch reality TV because that's when you get. But then again, that's usually when you get beatings and murders is when it turns too it turns too real. You know what I mean? It's yeah. people people will really show who they really are if you don't, you know, hold them back a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like it's like it's like watching what was that? Remember what I don't remember what season it was, uh with Puck and uh that, that gay guy were going at it. Uh, we know it was scripted, but Oh no, no! I don't think that was scripted. So Puck much. seemed to enjoy it a little too much. Puck was just an antag. He was just a dickhead. Yeah, because th- those antics followed him in life uh, afterwards. And yeah, it was uh, Pedro, the the, the Pedro, guy that, that died. That, that, yeah. yeah, the guy that died of AIDS, like like the following year. Yeah, yeah, and Puck would or, not back off of him. He was and it was dickhead. it was mesmerizing TV, but it was still awful to watch. But. Yeah, you know, I just wonder how much the producers were like, "All right, go on in." So, well, you look at later ep- later seasons, and like, uh, uh, they were just fueling it. No, no, you know, social media wasn't where it was, so uh, it wasn't like a problem to tell people no cell phones because not back then, not everyone had one. Yeah, and plus they didn't have one with a camera or a video recording. It was just barely, it was just a talk. It was just uh, flip phones. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they. Um, they they didn't have phones. They could use one phone in the confessional if they had to get something right. out. Yep. But but their phone calls were very limited, and it was an unlimited amount of alcohol. And that is that when you got to see the crazy shit, especially like Bad Girls Club. Holy shit. You get a bunch of fucking troublemaking chicks just fueling with alcohol constantly and, mm-hmm. and, and take them out to clubs every night and the whole house is a party atmosphere. It was just a recipe for fights, and that's all it was. Remember it was, that girl it should have been called instead of the bad girls club. Just should have been called crazy bitches fighting. Exactly. That's all it was. That's all it was. Remember that real world in Hawaii with that one drunk girl who kept running off, and she almost jumped off the building. And that, and then you saw the producers break the fourth wall trying to get her from getting hit by cars and shit. Yeah. I mean, it, it, was, it was because there was alcohol everywhere, and they knew she was an alcoholic. They didn't care. They wanted TV ratings, and that's when it becomes a problem. But if you just let people do what they do, 
you do need to keep an eye on them, but I don't. I, sometimes I don't know if it would go quite that far. I mean, I, I don't know. The first real world, everybody should watch it to understand what reality TV was supposed to be. It's yeah, supposed it was a to be social that. experiment back yes. then, and right. it was very successful. I mean, it well, everybody watched it. I watched it. I know I did. I got a kick out of watching it. Watching them two, that one brother and that white dude, uh, the guy who was a dancer, and the one brother who I think was a slam poetry or rapper kind of dude. They oh, were fight constantly, constantly. Are you talking about the, the Eric, the guy that did the, had the, had the dance show? Yes. On Eric, his name was Eric. And the other guy, the black dude, I forget his name, but he was a journalist. Yeah, he, he, he ended up being he ended a journalist. Working, yeah. He ended up working for Rolling Stone for a long time. Yeah, he was very successful. I mean, once he came out of that, but he did not like, they did not like each other at all. I mean, they did, they they're there they they did not vibe for two seconds i mean it was like well no they got along in the beginning but eric was one of those white guys that uh wanted to be down and (laughs) he would try and you know uh i forgot the guy's name i I gotta look up real world cast because i hate going to other guy and this guy hold on one second this won't take real world season one those guys, those actors have got to be in their fifties now. They have. Oh yeah, because they, they were they were old. They're oh god yeah um yeah that's it. It was um Kevin Powell. That's yeah, that's his name, Kevin Powell. And yeah. I don't where is the Eric guy? And he had a dance show on MTV called The Grind for a while. Yes, that is right. Oh my God, that is right. The grind. I remember that. I remember watching it because he was on it. It's like I watched it say, like, Hey, that's a guy from the real world. I'll check it out for a minute or two. And then it just turned out to be a little more than I wanted to, one to watch, but it's like, okay, let's, let's just <laughs> but, keep moving here. But um But they hated each other, dude. It was well, they liked each other at first, and then he was just Eric was like kept trying to beat down. You know, you know, there's always that. I think I've told the story before, but I'll tell it again. But once in a while, there's there's a white guy that wants to be down so much. When he sees you, he automatically does his best to like black it up when he talks to you. <laughs> yeah, and that what's shit, up, dog? How you doing, man? You know that that shit is so fucking dehumanizing and infuriating. Uh, I told you about the time I was in a fucking nor I was in a Macy's, and I was buying something and i was behind one guy and the one the guy behind the counter was a young dude like in his early 20s and he you know the guy in front of him is like okay and the guy behind uh the guy i'm behind i'm probably 10 years older than mm-hmm. so he's probably in his early 30s the guy behind the counter says all these 20s and i'm in my at the time i'm in my early 40s right and um and um he's just you know thank you sir you need you want this you want the you know do you want the you try to upsell him the guy's like no thank you he's like okay have a good day he sees me hey what's up man how you doing and i was like i just like went fine <laughs> you know, and I just mm-hmm. like I wasn't gonna because you know there's these little micro racist things that we come across, and if we gave Eve each one of them credence, that'd be our day. Yeah, it'd be so the whole I day. just so I just let it go, and then he's like, 
So what you doing today, man? What you what are you he's like oh, I forgot how he said it, but it was like, you know, it was just yo, what's so what's uh you peep that new and I was like, What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I just hear you doing that too. And he's like, what? <laughs> he was confused. I was like, I saw you talk to the guy in front of him like he was a fucking man. I'm not a kid. I'm not your friend. Talk to me like a normal fucking person. Yeah. Uh, I'm very sorry. I didn't mean. It's like that. Save your sorries. Just, just stop. Yeah, and yeah. just, you're trying too hard. I, I don't like it at all. And I just paid for my shit and left. And he just, you know, standing there looking stupid. Oh, hey, this is something you'll love. Uh, since we're on the topic of micro racisms, uh, my holidays uh, uh, was pretty good. Had a great time. It ended up not being what we conventionally were going to do, mm-hmm. but because uh, you, you, it was you know, um, you know, for people who don't know, it's been a while. But uh, I very good relationship with my ex-wife. We're still friends and uh her family is my family so you know basically it was going to be um heather eloise myself cashel uh heather's brother paul his girlfriend bridget my sister felicia and her boyfriend terrell we're all going up to wayne and sandy's for Christmas since everyone's going to stay the night and just make a, you know, make a night of it. But Wayne got sick. No one knew if it was COVID or not. So long story short, I ended up hosting Christmas Eve and Christmas at, at my little place. And it was, it ended up being really at the risk of sounding corny. It wasn't what we planned, but everyone was together. So it was just, mm-hmm. it was just fun. It was nice. We first thing Christmas morning, we all went and played laser tag because the laser tag place was open. It was uh, the eight of us or nine, ten of us, and like uh, at, at the at the you know it was a bowling alley slash arcade, and then they also had laser tag. So we all went and did that in the morning. It was that was so much fun. In fact, we had so much fun. That's going to be a new Christmas tradition: is laser tag Christmas morning. And it was so funny. It was it was a lot of people there, but mostly Hasidic Jews. <laughs> It was bowling because you know they're not they're not celebrating Christmas. No, but it was it was so funny because Paul's girlfriend's Jewish and she's like, "Oh my, here." <laughs> and then we, and, uh, it was just a this like several Hasidic Jew families playing. Uh, oh, I wish I wish I could have been there. I could have gotten an answer to my Jewish question. Well, we're not going to go down that road with you right now. No, so. no, 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 no. She's. I would only ask it if she was in front of me. It's not a bad question. Just a, you know, like Dave Chappelle's thing and all that. It's just that I just would like a hard, fast definition on what uh, constitutes anti-Semitism because I'm sometimes it's so subtle that I can't wrap my head around what is and what isn't. And that's what I would ask her. It's like you know, I need. I want to learn what's appropriate and what isn't appropriate. You know what I mean? It's like I and I and I wouldn't want to ask as an asshole. It would be just for educational purposes because I I honestly don't know. I I, I don't I don't understand sometimes you know. So I would no. love to to have well, well that that is a topic for another. That's a deep barrel. So that's not a topic for another. Oh show. no no I I didn't want to change the subject. I'm just I was being thinking out loud. You know I got you. No I got you. Yeah. But uh, so this is Christmas Eve. Way we uh, we're on our way home. It's Eloise, Cashel, and I. We had to pick up a few things heading home. I was like, I had a last minute thought, oh, 
you know what? I can run into Fred Myers and grab that. You guys will I'll run in real fast and I'll run out and then we're done. Um, they're waiting in the car. I'm running in. Now it's Christmas Eve, so there's a lot of people. There um there's about six people walking out of through the automatic doors. I they're walking out. I'm walking in. There is a uh, seventh guy who is balls to the wall, tearing ass, holding a bag under his under his shoulder like like it's a football, and he's just booking it. He runs through. At the same same time, all of us are walking through. He's running out. He like bumps a couple of them to get out. Now right. I uh, inside there's a greeter. And like a security guard is just talking to some random other employee, not even looking in our direction. Buzzer goes off. Now, everyone is walking out and are in the lobby part just before you exit. I'm I'm through the threshold. I'm technically in the store, but facing the opposite direction. (laughs) Security guard grabs me and goes, sir, sir. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm walking in. And he realizes. And then when I said that, there was an older guy that walked, that was standing next to me. He goes, while you're hassling this guy, the guy you're looking for is right down there. As we all turn to look, the guy is up the parking lot and he jumps in a car that's waiting for him and they speed off. <laughs> First thing he thought was the nearest black guy. must. Yeah, been. yeah. He was like six, you know, alarm goes off. Uh, there's six people. Um, even though he's not even, he doesn't. He's the only one that has nothing in his hands. Everyone has bags, and they're walking the other direction. I have no. I have. I don't even have my keys in my hand because I left them in the car with them, with the girls. So, and but he stops me, grabs me, grabs me. Not like, sir, sir. Like you know, what do you have in your pockets? And I, and he's like, oh, I'm I'm sorry. It's like fuck you. That's what I just said. I just said fuck you. I was like, I'm the only one walking in. I'm the only one that doesn't have anything in their hands, and you grab me first. Save your fucking sorry. And I just walked off. Yeah, that that, that sounds about right too, man. Uh, the, 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 the near the nearest black guy must have must must have done something. I mean, why are you out at all? I mean, shouldn't shouldn't you be with your masters anyway? I mean, aren't there, <laughs> aren't there ain't there leash laws for, for for niggas? I mean, come on. He's a black guy. He was walking. He didn't have his leash on. No master. I mean, what was I supposed to think? What was I supposed <laughs> to think? Jesus Christ, you know. And but anyway, let me let me do this. I I have wanted. I want to do this real quick. Um, I finally saw Black Adam. Oh oh yeah. You know what? Yes. Let's let's talk about Black Adam. Let's talk about The Rock. Let's talk about the state of streaming services. But you start, sir. Yeah, I saw the Black Adam and. First thing I said was, okay, he's not in space for 5,000 years, and so fuck you already. I hated that part of it. Second part, I was like, okay, he destroyed everybody in the cave once he got out except for that woman. Why? That made no sense at all. Because she was the only one. She was the only one that didn't have a gun, or at least pointing it at him. Uh, So he saves her? Well, because he's a good guy. He's not an ant. That's like I said. In the, it's like I said in the before we even, so uh, before the movie, when I gave my review, he's not. He keeps saying I'm an antihero. I'm an antihero. He's not an antihero. He's a reluctant hero. Antiheroes yeah. do fucked up shit 
and then but they also do good stuff so it's like uh like the hulk before he became before he tamed himself he was an anti-hero because he'd help and he'd he'd be an intricate part of helping but then when everything when the dust is settled he turned on everyone else and then you're like how do we contain this that's an anti-hero the punisher anti-hero yeah he'll kill bad guys but if you fuck with him about killing them he'll kill you too Mm -hmm. (laughs) anti-hero yes and so I'm watching this, and it's a one-note performance, too. You know, The Rock has no emotion. He's just staring, frowning. And, you know, they tried to add a little comedy with that little kid, which did not work. Um, You know, it just... I don't even know how big of a movie that would have been in the 80s, to be perfectly honest. And I understand where everybody... I mean, just about every reviewer said that it was a movie meant for the 80s early 90s and I get that obviously because I was alive then and loved movies then and knew Schwarzenegger, Van Damme and all those guys back in those days this one was so bad that I don't even know if it could survive even then the effects were okay but he's such a shitty actor that he makes Arnold look like an Oscar winner And and and, and I can't forgive him for that it's been 20 years and you have not improved at all that bothers me to no end. 20 years of making movies and you still suck. I, I don't understand that. I, I don't. How? Dave Batista's been doing this, you know, for like eight years, nine years, you know, 10 years. As, well, 10 years as Drax, but actually making films, if you put it all together, probably seven, eight years of total film time. And you can see the improvement in, in, in Batista. Every movie, you can see him getting better and better and better and better. The Rock, it's like, he's either Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, or, 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 or just The Rock. And it's getting old. And I think this movie is should finally be a wake-up call to him that if you don't pick movies better, if you don't work on your craft, you're done. Them days of you riding the name of The Rock are over. And I knew it was going to come to an end. It had to. Plus, you're oversaturated. People are tired of seeing you. He's going to be Jack Sparrow now. Well, I don't know if he's going to be Jack Sparrow, but he's going to be leading the Pirates of the Caribbean now. He took Johnny Depp's spot. And I'm like, I'm tired of this, this nigga, man. Well, I now, I think, uh, I don't think he did a terrible job as Black Adam, it's, but it is 100% one note. Play worse actors. You need to watch my movies if you think that's the worst. Um, okay, how about this? Worst actor amongst big-time star actors who could command $20 million plus a movie. How about that? Well, I think uh, that's the difference between actor and movie star. Uh, I'll give you that, yes. Because, okay. because uh, you know, Denzel is an actor... Uh, well, who who's a better example? Oh, oh, um, um, Daniel Day Lewis is a serious great actor. He he doesn't command twenty million. He there's no way he'll get it because he doesn't put those butts in seats like that. No, he never and he never will. He's yeah, actor, you know, exactly. So there's a difference between movie star. There's some movie stars that are great actors, but The Rock is a movie star. Yes, yes, he is. That's what he is. He's not like a great actor. No, he doesn't have a lot of range, and his, and 
you know, like what you know, like him and Hawkman get into it like a couple times, and it's just a draw because The Rock can't, he can't, he can't be one up ever. Which, mm-hmm. when you know that going in, what what are the stakes? Who gives What's, a fuck? Yeah, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. If I know this is going to end in a draw before I even put buy my ticket, why am I watching it? Mm-hmm. What? So yeah. um, now that Foggy has a, he is the man in DC. He Foggy. is Foggy. James, I'm sorry. Now James that Gunn. James Gunn is the Foggy of D of DC is what I meant there to say. Go. Sorry about that. Um, uh, he's going to he's going to write the ship. He's already cleaned house. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's already put everyone on notice. Uh, you know, he killed Wonder Woman, the third one. Uh, the lady he told her to come up with a better, a different script. He said you can still direct it. The script this isn't where it should be. She got mad and walked away, saying they're being, you know, it's a boys' club. And that's a bit of a cop out because Wonder Woman eighty four was a piece of shit. Yeah, and everyone knows it, and so it's not like. You know, it's not like it's not he they're they're just they're like, no, we're done just doing whatever the fuck you guys want. We're gonna be a cohesive we're gonna make the DC shit make sense. Right. And James Gunn's right. You guys have the biggest, most iconic superheroes, and you're 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 in second place. Why? Because you guys have four different versions, you don't listen to fans, you don't listen to your own continuity you just do whatever mm-hmm. you want it, it's, it's a fucking mess and i'm gonna make it right right and he's cleaning house now so aquaman is coming that's i hope you like it because that's the last one that's gonna have momoa no more gal gadot is wonder woman we're going a different way what it did kind of hurt me uh to see cavill not return to superman because this is a guy who really wanted to do it right and he was excited that someone that knew what the fuck they were doing is on is behind the wheel now, but right. they're like, look, we gotta go, we gotta go younger, and we're not Have doing, to. yeah, we gotta go younger because I got a bigger plan, mm-hmm. and no origin stories, right? He's, yeah, he said no or no more origin stories. We're gonna yeah, make yeah, it. Yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just agreeing. Yeah, um, and uh, and so now, and you know, The Rock was gonna kind of slide in and take that spot that James Gunn had or hoped he could. Yeah. And they killed that too. They're like, no, Good. there's not going to be a Black Adam too. And if there, Black Adam should have fought. For some reason, The Rock really does not like Shazam. I no, don't know. He, thinks he thinks it's beneath him. See, he's one of them. To, you see, he's, he's he's basically what he's doing is he's showing you the wrestler in him. The Shazam is like a mid Carter, while The Rock is The Rock, baby. The number one draw puts the bus in the seats. I'm not gonna have no feud with no mid Carter. Are you kidding? He turned down being in Shazam 1 and 2. He was supposed to be in both of them. But he said, nah, I'm The Rock. Nah, uh, that's some penny any bullshit, man. I don't need to be in that shit. Well, it, you, you know, know who I am? He had this grand plan. It was kind of, Rock kind of, he's cracking a little bit because, uh, you know, he, you know, Rock, he promises big numbers and he generally delivers. But, mm-hmm. This one made a lot of money, but it still didn't meet expectations. No. And uh, you know, it stalled out around 400 million worldwide. And uh when you have these big tentpole movies, you gotta crack half a billion or a billion. 
and uh, he didn't do that. No. And he wanted uh, his own tequila something to do with his tequila brand as part of uh, the next Black Adam. He wanted to be. He wanted everything to 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 be around the Black Adam character and him and his ex wife's family and him were gonna call all the shots. It's like, dude, this isn't professional wrestling, man. I mean, what is wrong with you? I well, don't we're not, get we're not, we're not gonna get a Rock. Uh, we're not gonna get a Black Adam, and we're definitely not getting a, another Black Adam, and we're definitely not getting a Black Adam versus Superman. That's that's done. Uh, the yeah. DC DC as we know it is no longer. Uh, once they once they get the stuff pushed out that's that was already in production or right. finished and in post production, they're going a whole nother direction. And I have all the confidence that Gunn is going to write the ship. Everything he he's a, he's a real he's like Foggy. He, this is the guy that actually read the comics and actually went to the comic book stores. This is a guy who knows it's important to. Not just not cater to your fan base, but listen to them, right? Right, and uh, he definitely does that. I mean, everything he does, he's done. Oh, I've been a fan of his since his trauma day, since he he was like the best director to go to when he was a trauma guy. Mm-hmm. And he just everything he's done is just good. He because he writes and he pays attention. I mean, I mean, look at look at the stuff he was allotted to do. I mean, he did, look what he did with the Peacemaker, the fucking Peacemaker, right? And, and the Guardians of the Galaxy, a four, a group of nobodies that people barely knew who they were, and he blew them up. They, look with the Suicide Squad. Look with the Suicide Squad, his version. Yeah, and he he won. He's like, give me, let me have the worst characters that no one wants. I want those. I want to make those household names, and he sure as fuck did. Oh, it's kind of like what Marvel did, even though he wasn't the worst character, but they started out with fucking Iron Man, who was a B-list character. I mean, let's just be honest. He yeah. Was B-list. Oh, Iron Man was literally uh, uh, a was floundering comic, yeah. and he was, a, he, was a, he was a second or third tier character. Yeah, and... And but Marvel said we don't have the rights to Spider-Man and some of these other ones, which was a godsend. Right. And they said, so we're gonna pick this guy, Iron Man. We got the right person to play him, which is Danny Jr., and we're gonna build around this guy. And they just they hit a home run because they started small and said, Okay, if this doesn't work, we're not out a ton of money, and so this whole thing will just we'll just move on. But to st- but these guys start out and they give you Batman, Superman right off the bat. I was like, wait a minute, no, no build up, no nothing, really. No, nothing. It's undeserved. It's one hundred percent undeserved. You're right. Yeah. It's undeserved. Yeah, I no mean, build up. You, no you do nothing. Batman v Superman, your second movie. That should have been like, that should have been like the fourth or fifth movie. It should have been a huge, later than that, dude. Yeah, yeah, been a huge, build huge build up. Because they're basically they, t- they're basically you know stealing from Dark Knight Returns, you know. Right. And they're so think think of that. They knew that's where they were going. Mm-hmm. And look at all the sub stories that were really interesting. All the shit you could have played with. Uh, Green Arrow losing his arm, and he has a soft. He's mad at Superman because Superman's the one that did it. Pulled his arm out. You know, took his arm. All this shit. All yeah. this subplot that is gold. And you just skip it and go straight to that. It's just stupid. I am so glad he's taken over because it's oh, they they suck. They fucking suck. They See, need to I stop. Look at it. See, I look at Batman Superman this way. 
Do you remember when Austin took the ball and went home when he was going to fight Brock Lesnar? And the only reason why he did that is because he said there was no buildup. And that for Austin to lose to Lesnar on a Monday Night Raw with no buildup, it's just bad business. Yeah. That's what Batman he Superman was, right. was. Yeah, it's just bad business. There's no build up to this. There's not there's nothing behind it to make you even go, well, why are they really fighting? What is happening here? There should have been two, three movies of build up before we got Batman v Superman. And it should have been it should have just been bigger. It should have been better. And I just was like, what are you guys doing? Why are you doing this? Are you are you that afraid because you're behind Marvel that you gotta jump to the end? Is that it's what this exact, is? You just jump exactly to the end. Exactly what it is. They're trying to have their cake first without you know, yeah. eating their veggies. <laughs> exactly. You know they're eating dessert first, and it's like that's not how it works, son. You know you gotta eat your, your main stuff first, then you get your you dessert. gotta eat your meat before you get your pudding. <laughs> and, and 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 I'm like, and also I read somewhere where they they're thinking about casting Momoa as um as Lobo. Lobo, that is a good that's choice. A, that's a good choice. That's what I said. He he totally, he's like Lobo when he's not in front of a camera. Yeah. So 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 no, that yeah. is a great choice. Yeah. I hope I, I hope they do it. Yeah, I was like, that's that's a good one. And also they're trying to. I read somewhere where they don't where they're trying to reimage. Luthor and I'm like god damn it because they don't think that the billionaire businessman from the 80s can sell anymore and I'm like look we have tried this reimaging of Luthor from Gene Hackman to uh, uh, what's his name uh, Kevin Spacey to whatever the dude's name is who did it on Smallville Michael Rosen something or other the Jewish Rosenberg. guy Rosenberg yeah uh, oh oh no he was he was in the Rosenbaum or something like that yeah and then uh uh, what's his name in the Batman v Superman? Uh, well, he was oh, playing. Yeah, he yeah, was playing Batman. his son. He was playing his son. I yeah, guess. he's playing the son. But they got to understand that most people saw the Justice League cartoon series, animated series, and that Lex Luthor as the prototype. I know right. Clancy Brown can't play him. He's too old, too fat, and all that stuff. But the prototype is there. That's what we want Luthor to be. A yeah. Smart, brilliant man who is always 12 steps ahead of everybody. Who is who is just it's just business, baby. The only one it's personal with with Luthor is Superman. Everyone mm-hmm. else is just business. It's nothing personal. It's like I don't hate you or like you. It's, it's business, baby. You know? Yeah. Get over it. And they and I don't think they want they don't think that will sell. And I'm thinking, yes, it will. Yes, it will. It will sell flawlessly because this is what we want to see. I don't want to see an eccentric billionaire running things where he's laughing and giggling or giving these weird, you know, when he's giving monologues, his tone goes up and down. I want a straightforward, I forgot my power suit type kind of guy, you know, who just who walks out there with a twelve thousand dollar perfectly fitted tailored suit. And just and just crushes you with his intellect. That's what I want Luthor to be, and he needs to be that. Now, some of them say they don't know how old they want Luthor to be because he's always right around Superman's age. And I'm thinking, okay, if you make him in his early 30s, and Superman's in his early 30s, then Lex Luthor has to be like uh like he was in Batman v Superman. He has to be a son. Right, you know, he can't be the big dog if he's only 32 years old. That's just, yeah, that's not gonna fly. Now, 
if you make him older than Superman, like in his early 40s, okay, he could be actually Lex Luthor then at that point. You know, it's more believable if you make him, you know, a little older. But to be that, to be young, hey, he'd have to be, he'd have to be Lex Luthor Jr., I think. So, but anyway, I just don't, I just don't understand. Oh, also, did you see the WWF uh, or E, whatever, uh, might be sold? Already. No, to who? There's rumors now. TMZ hasn't reported it yet, but there's rumors that it's going to be sold to uh, the Saudi Arabians. Did you see that Vince McMahon is back? I did, and that's part of why I think he came back was to sell the company because I said this: Vince McMahon wants is going to John List the WWF, and here's what I mean by that: if this this company was nothing before me this company will be nothing without me i need to put it out of its misery because it can't survive without me instead of letting it go he's such a narcissist he is he's an egotistical because from what i i don't really follow wrestling anymore but from what i from what i was able to pull together and hear in the buzzings is that they liked what triple h was doing with like turning it around he brought people back yeah. into the fold he brought back good writers and, mm-hmm. and 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 they started seeing some improvement and then mcmahon couldn't take it and now he's back in okay well you got to remember nxt pull back from the mic you're breathing too deep into the mic oh thank you thank you for um, telling me um vince was so disappointed Get impressed with the NXT numbers that he took over NXT from Hunter, and then the, then the numbers went down again. And it's like, dude, is your ego that big that you can't let him succeed? Succeed? <laughs> do you remember when? Do you remember when Paul Heyman, we may or may not, back in the early two thousands, was writing SmackDown, and for about a year and a half there, SmackDown was twenty times the show Raw was. And then Vince was like, Yeah, I think I'm gonna take over SmackDown now. Uh, and he killed it. He flat out killed it. SmackDown was a. I was like, I'm not even watching Raw no more. SmackDown is more exciting. The stories are more compelling. I like what Paul Heyman's doing. And then Vince is like, Yeah, y'all like it too much. I'm gonna have to uh, cut that off because uh, if I'm not making it successful, then it's not gonna it's not gonna work unless it's got my name on it. Unless unless I'm making it work, I don't want it to work. That's his ego. And that's why he came back because everybody was praising Hunter. Everybody was giving Hunter the, the praise and, and the adulation that, you know, what he's doing is working, you know? I mean, he did kill Austin Theory, you know, from everything. I don't follow it, follow it, but I do keep up with it a little bit. And he killed Austin Theory. I mean, it's what's like, Austin Theory? He's a wrestler that, that Vince McMahon was Vince McMahon's protege. Vince McMahon thought he was going to be the next coming of Shawn Michaels. He's like a 23 year old kid who had money in the bank, and then Hunter scheduled him to lose the money in the bank, which had never happened before, and basically killed his push. And some people were thinking that Hunter did that to repackage him and rebuild him uh, so that he could become more successful later instead of pushing him now. And I was like, well, it is what it is. I'm not a big fan of Austin Theory. I've watched him a little bit, but I see the potential. But Shawn Michaels is one of one. You know, you don't you don't compare, you know, you can't compare right. Damian Damian Lillard to Michael Jordan. You, you just can't, you know. And Vince loved this guy. 
And Hunter was like, he's all right. And then Hunter, you know, brought him down to earth and all that. And then Vince is coming back. Vince is probably going to elevate him again, even though Vince swears he's not going to have anything to do with creative. But Vince is God in wrestling. You don't think Hunter's going to be knocking on his door going, oh, what do you think I should do about this and this? I mean, I know it's my job to do it, but you're Vince McMahon. No one, you have to tell me what to do because I don't want to make you angry. You're Vince. You're, you're the man. I mean, <laughs> what the hell? Hey, it's ridiculous, man. I, I, I don't know why he would sell it. That makes no sense at all why he would sell the company. Unless yeah. he's planning on starting another one. Well, he's still moving forward. Oh, no, no. The Rock is moving forward with the XFL. Right. Yes, he's doing that. And I don't think... I don't think... He's going to uh, fail, too. You know, it's... it's I don't uh, know. I mean, some of the stuff he wants to do sounds better than what, what was going on with McMahon doing it. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know, dude. Dude, it's hard for me to see another football league succeed in America that's not the NFL. It's just it's just been the NFL for so long. I don't know. The USFL was the last time it had a chance, but Trump was an idiot and decided to compete against the NFL. I remember that like it was yesterday. Yeah, because I don't think they're trying to compete against the NFL. In fact, that's yeah. why their season is the off season. Right. So, now, if it stays that way, and it's good football with good talent. They got a shot, but I don't know, dude. The Rock has such a big ego, man. I don't, I don't know if he can handle being perpetually in second place. I don't know if he can deal with that. Well, I, I mean, this is not like sharing the stage. He's not going to be playing, so he has more of an administrative role in this. He has like a a stake in this. This is like stuff he's ponied up money for. So I don't think, I think it's, he's part of a team of people. I don't think he's a sole, I don't think he's a sole runner of this. No, I hope not. I hope that there are individual owners for individual teams that can like, I hope that he doesn't have the final say in everything, you know, that there has to be a committee that votes in order to make sure things work right. Because right, if he has the final say, it's going to tank, you know, he's just, his judgment is starting to show that he doesn't. He just oh, that's what I wanted to say. I mean, uh, we 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 went off a tangent about DC, but uh, when Black Adam didn't perform the way it was supposed to, you saw him on Twitter just kind of losing it, like trying yeah. to compare it to trying to compare it to some Marvel movies that made that much. Yeah, he tried to compare it to the well, first Captain America made there it this is. much that's money. Yep. I was like, well, that was literally. I don't know, almost 14, 14 years, ago. years ago. Yeah. And it was also, also, um, the, the budget was half of what your budget is or yeah. was. Even adjusted for inflation, it's still half of what you right. spent. So that doesn't really wash either. And uh, when he had to announce that there was will, will be no Black Adam two, and that he will not be in charge of shit with DC, <laughs> uh, I think that was uh, first that time was I think he ever funny. got caught lying. First time I think he's ever been actually truly caught lying about something. You know, when he inflated the numbers for Black Adam and all that talk with Black Adam, you know, because he lied quite a bit about the numbers and stuff, and I think that, right. that really uh, hurt 
you know, his credibility in, in a way. But you brought up Captain America. This is I'm glad you did because I had almost forgotten. Did it bother you that Captain America woke up and didn't ask one racial question? No, it didn't not, bother me. Not at all. one. No, I'm sure he did, but I'm sure it wasn't like. Can we still call them niggers? I don't, no, no, I don't, no, I don't think, mean it in a bad I way. Think... I don't mean that way. No, no, no. Not, I don't mean it in a bad way, but not even to go, oh, they integrated the army now. Oh, okay, cool. You know, or a black president. Never would have had that in my day, but that's a good thing. We've made progress. He didn't say anything. He Again, just rolled but, you with know, That's why, one, it was never, I don't think it would move the story forward. I mean, they did a little bit of fish hour water stuff, but it was more about getting him onto the fight with the Red Skull. But do you think it whether he would have had, you know, I don't know. I, just, I didn't really miss it. I didn't care that I didn't see it. So I didn't, I didn't really give it much thought. <clears throat> I'm sure he did. I mean, because, you know, there was, I'm sure that he, little stuff, because they're like, remember, and where he made a bet with, um, He's, you know, he was talking about, hey, I've seen some things. I'm, you know, frozen and brought back to life, and mm -hmm. and 80 years later, and it's, you know, I'm, you know, I've seen some stuff, and and um, I think it was Nick Fury he said, I'll bet you 20 bucks, you, you know, this is a, uh, you know, this isn't like, um, oh yeah, you've never seen something like yeah. that, and then I forget what the event was, and something happens, and all you see is Captain America reaching his pocket and give. <laughs> give uh nick fury 20 bucks yeah. and then they were talking about something and it was just like an old reference old term he's like oh i know what that means so i think there's a lot of i'm sure that conversation happened but you know he is you know captain america was supposed to be the best of us so i don't think it was uh he had like uh you know what what what, what would be the point it's not like it's going to be met with any malice no, and I get where you're going with it. And, I, and I've written this online with some other people, and they kind of went the way you're going. But my thing is that even though he's the best of us, it's just it's just something. It's like here's people say, I don't see color. It's like, well, I would oh. just assume that Cap would notice that things have changed for the better. At least notice it. But he didn't even notice it. That's the thing that kind of threw me. It's like, and I know it's not germane to the story, and I get where you're going with that. And I'm not, I can't argue with that. I have no, you know, qual, you know, no qualms with you saying that it doesn't push the story forward. I get that. But I just felt weird that a man from that era didn't even notice how radically different things are now than they were when he was coming up. That's almost a 180. Didn't even, didn't even, didn't even notice. And I'm like, why would he not even notice, not even one innocuous comment to uh, Falcon, you know? Uh, you know, something stupid like, oh, you drink out of the drink fountain now, something just, just something silly. Oh, come on. I by that, by the much, time he met but, Falcon, he, I know, he was I know. pretty, he was pretty integrated. He knew what, he knew what I, was up. I know, but I, I, I that was that was just me being silly. But I'm oh, just okay. saying that <laughs> you know to learn that there's been a black that there was a black president should have been a little bit of a shock to him, just a little bit. He's like a black president, hmm. Would have thought saw that in my day, and then just keep moving. Just an innocuous well, comment to acknowledge the change from his time to today. That's all I wanted was just an acknowledgement of how much things have changed, not to ignore it. You know, or to just pass it by, you know. And like I said, 
I know it wouldn't help fix the story. I know it wouldn't change the story. I know it wasn't germane to the story. I get it. But I just wanted a, an acknowledgement that Cap is in a different time and things are better. And, you know, we move on from there. Just notice it. That's all. And that, that part bothered me that he didn't notice. That's all. Oh, geez. Yeah, I know. I'm that guy. I, uh, oh, I, 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 I pick and pick and pick. I'm aware. I, I All right. We're getting out. we're getting up there in time. We got to go soon. But okay. uh, before we go, um, I wanted to uh, we we're I wanted to talk about streaming real quick. Oh, yeah, you did mention that. Go ahead. Uh, have you noticed a lot of programming? Uh, there's a there's a looks like there's going to be a writer strike soon. Oh, great! And uh, uh, that's why so many of the streaming services are coming up with all kinds of uh, reality show bullshit. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, I don't know if you've noticed. Uh, you know, though HBO had you know they had that one guy running shit, and he's cutting out all this stuff and then wanting to put all this reality shows up because if you notice there's a lot of other streaming services doing this and it's because they smell the blood in the water with uh, they see the smoke I mean and that the writer strike is it seems intimate at this point but um, uh, streaming services are kind of hurting right now because you know you, you'd see like HBO Max and Netflix been like a hundred million, two hundred million on certain movies to get these big name stars, right? And now what we're seeing is you can't sustain that. No, you can't. And now they're you know they're not getting any new subscribers. It has to be something that you got to if you're spending that kind of money. It has to be something that's continually growing. And everyone's kind of all the big ones are kind of capped out. I mean, they're not really getting some. Some are actually losing some. And um, uh, there is, I mean, movie theaters are hurting, but there's yeah. been a little uptick in theater going because streaming isn't, you know, streaming is kind of, it's it's almost too much. It's like people have too many options. I know. I said that before. It's just, just too much to choose from, dude. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly with you. There's so much to choose from. But I don't know if the movie theaters will ever catch up pre-pandemic. I don't know if we'll ever go back to what it was. Well, you know, I, I, really I don't, don't think we ever will. But I, 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 I still refuse to believe that you're going away. I mean, I didn't think Avatar Two was going. He said, in order for Avatar Two to be a profitable movie, it has to make one has to make two billion. In order for it to break, almost even, there. <laughs> yeah, in order for it to break even. It has to make 1.4, and it's almost at two billion. And I yeah. even said when I saw the movie, it's a great movie and all, but it's not going to do two billion. That that is insane in yeah. this climate, and it's still doing it. Hell, um, you have. Uh, I think what we're going to see with movie theaters, movie theater companies, is that they're really going to just have each studio is going to have one or two of those really big movies. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to go back to the eighties of mid of the middle class, mid tier thrillers, uh, 20 back to 20, 30, 40,000, 40,000, 
20, 30, 40 million dollar movies. No more of these 100, 200, 300 million dollar movies. Uh, we're going to see a lot, a lot of these, uh, just like the streaming services, everyone's just scaling back just a little bit, uh, working more on quality than quantity. Good. Good. I know. I know. I know. It's a fucking. It's much needed, I think. It yeah. just needs. We need to go in that direction. Absolutely, we need more concentrate on stories and development and characters, and instead of just shit blowing up like Black Adam, where shit just blows up all the time. It's like, dude, I want to, I want to see some growth in the character. You know, I want to see some changes. I want to see some realizations that what they're doing is right or wrong, and and you know, and and why I'm doing it. Give me a reason why you're doing this, and and, and make it make it worthwhile. I mean, come on, let's just. Let's just stop this bullshit. But I, yeah. I hope you're right. I hope they do go back. But streaming, you're right. There's just so many choices that it's kind of hard to it's hard well, to Nef- zero in on anything, man. Well, Netflix is like really suffering because they're like they're canceling they're canceling shows that are popular. Yeah, I know. Because they they, they can't afford to keep them up. And then then you know they're like, okay, we we have like let's say 100 million subscribers we need to keep going up this show is super popular but it's like there's a show i watch with eloise and cashel's 1899 mm-hmm. really good show really interesting left on a pretty big cliffhanger we're not going to get a season two because it went it, it didn't it didn't you know for people who finished it it wasn't over 80%. It was like 60% of the people actually finished the entire series, which in any other time would be great. Let's bring on another season. Not no, no, it's not in the 80%. We got we got to get rid of it. Which yeah, okay, fine. Uh you find something else that but all the people that supported it and liked it, they might just they just might just check out after that. Everything they yeah. like gets doesn't get a season 2 because it's not an 80%. Oh fuck you! I'm I'm gonna go somewhere else. I'm just gonna cancel this, and I'll come back when there's something I want to see on there. Right. It's 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 happening everywhere with all the streaming services. Well, yeah, it's like I watched. I finally watched the last season of The Expanse, and it ended, but it didn't end. There, it's like it's like a wide open. The main story ended, but the sub story just kind of stopped. And I'm like, what are you doing? I I, I I had been, I can't remember what show it was that did that to me. And I was like, I want to write my congressman and get a, a federal law passed that if you cancel a series, you need to do a, a movie to end it. You can't stop it with, with, with a cliffhanger. That should be against federal law. That should be punishable, <laughs> punishable by jail time of a minimum of five years and a million dollar fine. You cannot do that. You have to finish it off one way or another, give me an hour movie and it's done. But you don't get to stop it on a cliffhanger. You don't do that. That happens all the time and I fucking hate it. I saw there was this one show I was loving and I cannot remember it for the life of me now. But there was like aliens taking over people's bodies. It was like a Hulu show and I fucking love that show. It ended with the two main stars being cloned and then it just poof. Gone. Canceled. Like the fuck? What happened to him? Oh my god! There's one, and it's. I'm telling you, man, it should be a federal law. I if I was <laughs> if I was ruler of the world, these people would pay the ultimate price for that shit. 
they would be like uh, sell with, with with Jimmy Ray and fucking Pookie and get raped every night because they didn't finish Jesus. my show. <laughs> Fuck these people, man. I, I, I am so angry, man. I just that just annoys me when they do that shit, man. And they know, and sometimes they know they're gonna cancel the show. They know it, like your show. They knew it wasn't gonna get 80 80 uh, percent finish rate. So give us a movie to finish it, even if it's just an hour long. Just wrap it up. Even if it's a shitty way to wrap it up, wrap it up. And then that way the fans would be like, well, that was shit, but at least it's over. I can't sit here and go, well, now what? No, it's over. Good. Move on. Yeah. <sighs> All right, folks, we're going to leave it on that note. Uh, Marcel supports rape. And I just want to do a regular show. <laughs> oh, birthdays today, everybody. So if you want to wish me happy birthday in the comments, feel free. Oh, shit. That is today. That is today. Yes. Happy birthday. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. I'm what is this? 60? Uh, actually, it's 96. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an old, I'm an old young man. I may not look <laughs> it, but I am 96 years old. Actually, Actually, folks, I'm 27. So you know. 27, yeah, 27 twice. <laughs> I, I'm 27 years old. I'm young. I'm, you know, good, good, good shape. You know, sperm is moving at the next uh, young man's face. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. We'll see you next week. All right, Peter. Buddy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>